Thursday's bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. Robin Ed with you, 547-1610 to get involved via email at our website, 610-KONA.com. Bottom line page, name where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And on Twitter, at bottom line 610, we are thrilled to welcome to the program uh, the only way to describe this man as a true American hero, Mark Geist, uh, who was a member of the Annex Security Team in Benghazi, September 11th and 12th in 2012, involved in the Battle of the Benghazi, uh, former U.S. Marine, as well as a deputy sheriff, a police chief, plenty of years involved uh, in public service, service to his country, service to his community. Mr. Geist, thank you for taking the time to join us today. We appreciate it. Hey, it's a great day to be there. Great day to be on. Thank you very much. Now, you will be the keynote speaker coming up June 28th uh, at the Benton County Lincoln Day Dinner uh, at the Red Lion in Pasco. Uh, let me ask you this quickly, because there are a lot of people that serve in the military that I guess don't necessarily um, identify one way or the other with, 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 with a thought process. After, did you have one before your experiences in Benghazi? Because uh, we know how the government responded to what happened there. Or uh, was it something that for you that you kind of you've always had is 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 leaning a little bit more towards a a conservative philosophy? Well, I was uh, born and raised in eastern Colorado in a small town. Uh, there's probably more churches in town than there are uh, anything else. Uh, so, yeah, it's a you know I've always had a a pretty conservative view on most everything. Um, but, uh, you know, and then going in the military, it's really hard to understand how anybody that's in the military would have too much of, uh, other than a kind of conservative uh, view or at least conservative leaning, just because, you know, history kind of shows us that most of the pay raises the military's got, most of the, uh, um, infrastructure and advancements that we've made are all during, uh, um, you know, Republican administration. Now, what was it that led you to join the Marines in the early 1980s? Um, well, I, you know, on my mother's side of the family, um, we have a long history of serving this country. My grandfather was a tank commander in World War II. Um, he was really kind of my hero. Uh, he had five Purple Hearts, uh, Silver Star, Bronze Star, fought in North Africa, um, fought at the Battle of the Bulge, um, and stayed actually through the uh, um, the whole war and stayed at the occupation of Germany afterwards before he came back. And that's, he uh, retired out of the military, out of the Army and at Fort Carson, and that's where my grandmother and him uh, met. Now, at what point in time did you decide when you were in the Marines to change your specialty to intelligence? Um, you know, it was uh, about halfway through it. I did 12 years in the Marine Corps, and... Uh, you know, halfway through, I, uh, I'd done about six, and I decided that I wanted to uh, advance into something else. Um, I always enjoyed the intelligence field um, and was kind of am- am- enamored by it. So uh, I didn't even know I'd taken the test during boot camp, but it's called the D-Lab, so it tells your ability to learn languages. And uh, I guess I scored pretty high on it and uh, was able to make that move into the intelligence field. Now, of course, not long after that, um, you know, one of the languages you learned was, was Farsi, which certainly uh, comes in very handy when you're dealing in a number of Middle Eastern countries. What was the attraction to you for you to, uh, to the Middle East, uh, specifically uh, when you began your work in Iraq? Well, you know, and when I got, um, I was really uh, 
looking for to go to language school for Chinese. Um, I thought China would be our next biggest threat at the time, so I was really hoping for that. Um, you know, I spent a lot, good portion of my life studying martial arts and things like that, so I was, I was always, uh, and a good portion of my first part of my military career was in the Far East, so I'd always had, uh, um, you know, a desire to learn that language, uh, you know, Chinese, and again, because I thought the threat was there, and really how that changed is I was waiting for a language, uh, a slot to go to language school, and there a slot had came open because another individual was unable to make a slot that was for Persian Farsi, and they asked if there was anybody who wanted to volunteer, and um, I was the first one to raise my hand because for me it was more about uh, getting the language because I'd already been through uh, interrogation school, and once I got my language certifications, um, then I could start deploying and going overseas. So my whole thing was about getting uh you know, getting overseas and getting up into the midst of things. We're talking with Mark Geist. You may also uh, be familiar with him through his code name Oz, who was involved in the Battle of Benghazi in Libya in 2012. Mark will be the keynote speaker Friday night, June 28th, next Friday night at the Benton County Lincoln Day Dinner in Pasco at the Red Lion. Tickets available at bentoncountygop.com. Uh, he's also the co-author of the book 13 Hours, which was made into a major motion picture. Many that is, have, have seen that picture read the book. So let's talk about those two days, Mark, if if you wouldn't mind. At that point in time, you had left the Marines. You were part of the Annex security team. Tell us a little bit about your first notification as to what was going on in the attack on the embassy. Well, and uh, so, you know, we weren't going to be doing much that day because it was 9-11, you know, and um, we as members of GRS, you know, we were there because it's a bad, it's usually a bad situation. It's dangerous situations, and that's why they have us there. Um, basically, I'm a bodyguard for uh, American spies, making sure that they can get where they need to go and get home um, safely, both back to the base or, like, the there, back to the annex, and also back home to their families. Um, so, but sometime during that early evening, uh, me and a female case officer, we had... Uh, had to go out in town. I guess I'll call it a dinner date. We had a dinner date with a local Libyan couple, and uh, we went out in town. And um, about halfway through that, two, two-thirds of the way through it, I got a phone call from Tyrone Woods, or his call sign's Roan. And Roan uh, um, gave me a call and said that, uh, hey, you need to get back to the annex and stay away from the consulate. And so I just had to get um, the young lady that I was with had to get her back traveling through a city that really kind of had blown up into this uh, attack on the consulate. And no telling where it was, you know, the thing going through my head is no telling where it's going to be and how far it's going to spread out through this this city. So um, it's pretty much just trying to make our way back to there, me and this uh, young female case officer. Now, Mark, at what point when when you and the rest of your team – became involved in what was happening were were the were fatalities already reported or were you guys involved right before uh two two of the servicemen involved lost their lives well uh the, the two service members and they weren't active duty service members they were private security contractors as i was um also working for uh grs or global response staff and that was tyrone woods who was part of our team in Benghazi, and 
Glenn Doherty. His call sign was Bub, and Glenn was with our sister team that was up in Tripoli who had um, made it down at about 5 o'clock in the morning from Tripoli to uh, Benghazi. Uh, so initially it was just the six of us that were security there um, on our team, and while I was making my way back, uh, you know, they had made the decision after being told to stand down a couple times to go over and uh, and make a difference in somebody's life, make sure that these Americans that were under attack got home. We're talking to Mark Osgeist, a member of the Annex security team involved in the Battle of Benghazi in 2012. Mark, also the author of the book 13 Hours, which was turned into a major motion picture. He'll be the keynote speaker Friday, June 28th at the Benton County Lincoln Day Dinner at the Pasco Red Lion. Uh, Mark, when I mean, I'm sure it was absolute utter chaos. Um, are you able to describe a little bit for us of what you went into and and how you managed to even begin to try and get a sense of direction with everything going on? Well, you know, and uh, so the, while I was coming back with the female case officer, the rest of the team had left and went over to the consulate um, to secure that facility. And, you know, roughly there was – it had been overran by about 40 armed insurgents. Um, by the time I got over there, they had secured most of that. They had defended against a couple uh, counter assaults, and they had made their way back to the annex. And, you know, um, without giving out too much, because I want everybody to come down, uh, you know, to Pasco and uh, hear the story firsthand. But, you know, it was – it was chaos, but, you know, and I don't know if it's just the way we operate, you know, that chaos turns into something, uh, you know, what you got to do then is just, you got to be the calm in that chaos. You got to slow down, analyze everything that's coming at you because there's, you know, I call it task saturation. Uh, you're getting saturated with various tasks that are coming at you, whether it's being enemy shooting at you or, you know, flanking movements or whatever's going on, and you have to identify what's happening, deal with that situation, then move to the next. And, you know, we couldn't have done what we done that night with, you know, it took a couple things, and it took, uh, you know, the training that we had, the experience that we had as operators on the ground, but most of all, it took, uh, you know, uh, I call it the seventh man on our team, which was uh, the Lord up above. We couldn't have done what we did if it hadn't been for uh, – his involvement and him looking over, looking out for us. Now, Mark, you're down there. You're involved. You, you're obviously gaining information while you're down there, seeing everything that's going on. What was the reaction of you and your team when you heard the first explanations from the State Department about what happened with the attack on the embassy? You know, for me, I was in. I was when I first heard it. I was laid up in a hospital in uh, Germany. Um, you know, I'd gotten injured pretty bad. Um, if you've seen the movie, you know, obviously anybody seen that has uh, saw what happened to my arm. But, you know, the thing they didn't depict in the movie is the other 20-some-odd holes I had in me. Um, most of them weren't uh, squirting is kind of how I put it. If it's not squirting, I'm not too worried about it. If it's just oozing blood, you can live with it. Um, you start to you stop the ones that are really bleeding a lot, and uh, you just move on. And you know, my worry then was really more about just getting uh, getting healed and getting back to see my family because I didn't know how soon I could see them. I didn't know if they had been informed that I was alive or anything at that point. 
So that's where my focus was. Now, we, we know that after, not long after the incident, there was a lot of, uh, of comments coming from you, from Chris Peronto, uh, a number of guys involved down there that, that wanted to, to do everything you could to set the record straight, that what the State Department was saying regarding the incident was not actually what happened. It wasn't what led to it. Um, tell me a little bit about that, that battle and trying to set the record straight. Well, you know, and um, every time you turned around, you were getting stonewalled. Uh, you know, I I wanted to tell the story. I wanted we all wanted to tell the story, but we wanted to do it in the right way to make sure that uh, you know it got cleared through the right channels and everything like that. So when we um, started that out, we had already submitted, or I had submitted about five pages of what I wanted to talk about. And as we went through the process of writing the book, we submitted it for review. Uh, you know, and they delayed and delayed. It took them, I don't know, nine nine to 12 months before they read 400 pages um, of, you know, of that. And I figured, you know, most of them are all college, college educated, college grad lawyers. I figured they could read faster than that. But, uh, you know, I think that's, I think all that was, was delaying tactics to, to eliminate us or at least try to push that out as far as it could. But um, we were, we just stayed kind of like in Benghazi. We were tenacious about it. We wanted this the story to be told the truth to be out there. And it wasn't about the politics. I mean, anybody who's read the book or even seen the movie, we don't get into the politics of it. This is a personal interest story about six Americans who had overcome tremendous odds. And it all happened because the glory of the Lord and the training and um, tenacity that our warfighters that serve this country have. We're talking with Mark Ozgeist, a member of the Annex Security Team involved in the Battle of Benghazi, uh, September 11th and 12th in 2012. Mark's the co-author of the book 13 Hours, also uh, made into a major motion picture. He'll be the keynote speaker Friday, June 28th at the Benton County Lincoln Day Dinner at the Pasco Red Line. Tickets are available at bentoncountygop.com. Uh, Mark, right now you're up in Canada. Talk to us a little bit about uh, what, you're, what you're doing up in Canada and uh, another individual that uh, maybe our audience might be familiar with that you're spending some time with. Um, well, what we're doing up here is that, so, and it kind of falls back into if anybody's followed me on Facebook or social media last weekend, I received a surprise, uh, which was given to me by two groups, uh, that it came together, um, which was Baden canines who are stationed, um, or are housed up here in Canada. And that's where we're at at their facility where they, uh, raise and train the best canines in the world. Um, and Special Operations Wounded Warrior, which is a nonprofit that's based out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They had uh, contacted my wife and through our nonprofit, which is called Shadow Warriors Project, um, to arrange this surprise for me. And um, I had received a dog from them last weekend, and we're up here now partnering all of us again together, but also with Cy Robertson and Marsha and Scott, and which uh, Scott, that's the son and son and, or son and daughter-in-law of Cy. And uh, their grandkids or size grandkids are up here as well. And we're all coming together with a bunch of other vets. Um, one, to uh, work with dogs, to praise the Lord and have fellowship. And, you know, a lot of it's about just guys getting together that have been in the mix, maybe some of us too long. And just kind of that fellowship getting through um, some of the struggles that all of uh, veterans have in 
you know, I'm a firm believer and it's what draws me to these people as well. And them to me is that, uh, if you want to overcome some of the battles that you've, uh, that you fight when you get home from, uh, being in conflict, uh, you got to start it with a relationship with the Lord, and that's the most important thing. Mark, what's one thing you'd like to leave with our listeners um, so that they will be uh, even more excited to come out and see you Friday, Friday, June 28th, and hear you speak at the Benton County Lincoln Day Dinner? Well, you know, if anybody out there, uh, one, wants to support uh, the Republican Party and what it's doing, uh, because that is what is really these last two years with who we have as our president and has made this country what it is. And it's, uh, that's what this is all about is keeping this country one, the values that we were all raised, born and raised with the values that uh, this country was established on. And that's what this, uh, the event is in Pasco is all about that. The Lincoln day dinner, so pe- celebrating civil rights through somebody like the former president Lincoln and that's why they're based on that um, as well as what we have now I mean me and uh, my dog whose name's Roan based off is named after Tyrone Woods who died next to me uh, will be with me there and uh, we're going to also do some uh, probably do some autographs and things like that and uh, you can have a little meet and greet and see Roan as well but uh, it's about keeping our country heading in the right direction about making sure that the values that this country was stand on, that was founded on, continue to be what leads this country to become the greatest, what led it to become the greatest country in the world, and will continue to be the greatest country in the world. Mark Geist, thank you for your service to the country. Thank you for your heroism in Benghazi. More than two dozen lives saved with your help during that attack. Co-author of the book, 13 Hours, keynote speaker at the Benton County Lincoln Day Dinner, Friday, June 28th at the Pasco Red Line. We thank you very much for taking a break out of your busy schedule up there in Canada and joining us on the program. We look forward to seeing you next week. Hey, looking forward to it. I hope everybody comes out and gets tickets, and uh, I'm looking forward to meeting everybody up there in uh, Washington State. So uh, come out and join us. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Take care. Mark Ozgeist. Member of the Annex security team that fought in the Battle of Benghazi. Joining us from Canada, where he's up there doing some great work as well. Get your tickets, BentonCountyGOP.com for next Friday night, June 28th. The Lincoln Day Dinner to hear Mark Osgeist talk about what happened over the course of those two days. Certainly in a lot more detail than uh, we dove into today. But the full story, you'll get it. From the lips of a man who was down with the boots on the ground, Mark Osgeist, back with more of the bottom line after this.